Hello, I'm Martin Bell, and welcome to the first Side Voices podcast from Side Choices. Side Choices is an organisation in Surrey, England, which helps people with a range of disabilities and support needs, including autism, sensory needs, mental health, dementia, and more. I am part of Sorry Choices in-house podcasting station, Choices Waves. It is one of our vocational projects. Crew members can come and make their own podcast show from talk sport to music. Would you like to learn new computer skills? Have an interest in radio? Do you know every song by every singer? Or can't stop talking on a topic? Then podcasting might be for you. If you would like to be part of our crew or would like to find out more, please email us choiceswaves at sidechoices.com. Our team is made up of me, Martin, Kerry, John and Adam. We work with you to create your best possible podcast as a vocational project. Our aim is to help improve confidence help people gain independence and teach new skills for for employment, study or volunteering. And you can find links to more information about what we do in the show notes. In today's episode, Adam checks in with folks in Soho Hills to see how Soho Choices Growth Team is helping the conservation work we give a shout out to someone who goes above and beyond for deserved people and we got the opinions of the people who use solid choices on the issue that matters. So let's kick off with a regular feature that we're going to call Choices Voices, where we pose listeners' questions to people at Solid Choices and get their take on it. Remember, the people that use Solid Choices service have a variety of backgrounds. So if you have a question relating to these issues, you couldn't find a better team of people to ask. But seeing this is the first episode, we're taking a question from one of our team. People are often worried about causing offence or referring to, to people or conditions in a way that isn't appropriate. This even came up when writing this podcast so I met up with some of the people who use Sorry Choices to ask them, how do you like to be referred to? And as the question affects me too, because I have cerebral palsy, also a CP, and I have a learning disability. I kick off the discussion. I've heard the phrase disability. For me personally, di- disability is much a nicer word and is a, is a huge range. I prefer my, I prefer to call myself. I don't know. I'll say disability. Yes, it it, it is a a, a um, easier word for, for me to say. It can annoy people when people say things like that to people's special needs. Can it make people feel a little bit uncomfortable? Well, there's no way Daniel. The word disability is not a bad word. <laughs> Daniel is really more like nothing. Well, people aren't all disabled, are they? Some people aren't in a wheelchair. And I don't mean that disrespectfully. 
people who've got a mental health and can walk. For me, as a disabled person, I usually go with handicapped to describe myself or disabled when I'm writing something down or talking to someone. Different terms because um, one's old school, one's new school. (laughs) And um, the old school version, handicapped, I feel more comfortable around it because even though it's a old derogative word, it feels, well, to me, it feels like we can use it, but abled people can't if you understand what I mean. It's similar to how the M-word works, in my opinion. It is like reclaiming handicap. It's like reclaiming old words. I can tell you all the words I hate. I know it's not now, spastic, retard, uh, service users, clients. You can see I'm a customer in a shop. No, I say, I don't say I'm a customer at Surrey Choices, or I'm a member of Surrey Choices. Well, for me personally, I feel if somebody don't know me and they ask me, what's my disability? Obviously, on the outside, they can see I can't walk properly. I can tell them I have I, I have the palsy, but I won't tell them the full details. I'm not disabled. I have special, not special, I hate special needs as well. I do sometimes think... Um, this is going to kind of come a bit controversial and come out a bit wrong. You know how um, black people don't like the N-word being hurled at them? They still, you know, rappers still use it and you know, they use it as a, their form of community. I sometimes think about, oh, if there was like a topsy-turvy world where it was apparently um, people with Asperger's or people with autism throwing around offensive words flung at them and, you know, using them as their form of, you know, sense of um, siblinghood type of thing, if they were sort of that denominator, just how odd that would feel. If I told you that I want to get a group all together and learn the word, this, you know the song, This Is Me? I want to learn it and get a group of us to stand outside social services and the council just say, this is me. I'm a person. I just have different needs in life. It should be another word. I think the word stands for, like, international. Okay, so you think the word disabled or disability is international. Do you mean, like, everyone knows what the word means? So it's like easy to understand. You don't need to explain too much. Mm, but it's not my word, really. What word would you use? Uh, super. And you can send us your questions to choiceswaste at zoechoices.com. We love to hear from you. Now, let's see what Adam's been getting up to. Today, I'm talking with Luke who has special needs and is part of the Surrey Choices growth team. The growth team is made up of people with a variety of support needs who work on different projects in the community with support from Surrey Choices staff. They help maintain local greenery and work alongside the council. He's out in the Surrey Hills with activity facilitator Daryl and the rest of the team doing conservation work. I'm literally in sheer doing a pathway, uneven... um 
pathway. So we've got bags of um, concrete type thing just to smooth it all down. We've got about six or seven of us. There's Daryl. Hey, Hello. Yeah. Right. How's it going? Right. Yeah. Not bad. <laughs> Lovely that's, that's day. Great. You've got a nice day for it, don't you? Yeah, 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 it needs to be. We've got six tons of aggregate to late. That's it. That's the show stuff. The bags. I'll show you the bags we've got. It's not too bad. It's a lot to do, but we're getting there, hopefully, <laughs> if it don't rain. <laughs> if it rains, it's not that bad, um, but if we're on a slope or something really muddy, then it's quite dangerous for us. So we leave the job until it's a bit brighter for the um, next day. Um, it can be quite dangerous for some of us because some of us are more able than everyone else. So I've been with the growth team for quite a number of years now. So um, we're constantly busy doing other bits like rights of way work, private gardens. Sometimes get um, asked to do pathways and bridleways from the council to help them out because. You know the council, they're not very good <laughs> most of the time. So, um, yeah, it's, it's going well. It's going really well. What else? We've done Newlands Corner and got all the brambles up the, so you can actually see the view. Yeah, it was fun. We're, we're there again tomorrow um, doing some more brambles, make it more nicer as well. So it's nice. It's good fun. I've met some great people especially in the public as well. Before joining the growth team, Luke worked in gardening, so this is all very familiar to him. But he hasn't always worked with people who appreciate his background. I used to work um, in a gardening company, but I had no help. So I had no support or anything. I got bullied quite a bit, so they took the mick out of my special needs and like, I tried to be all laddy-daddy with them, trying to get into the crowd a bit, but they just... They just thought it was funny because I had special needs and they didn't help me. Or if I had some sort of problem, they'd come and help me, but they didn't. So I said, uh, this ain't the best job for me. And I wanted something, a, a job that people know how special needs work and um, just not to bully or just someone to, know, to pronounce it really. I needed something like that. And this got me thinking that other people might want to join the team, but might feel put off because the work sounds quite challenging. But Luke doesn't think this is a barrier. We had one boy who um, started with us, and he was quite nervous, and he was didn't know if it's going to be too much for him. But to be honest, we're not a team of saying, you have to do this, you have to do that. We're just a relaxed team. You can do what you like if you find this is this is hard you can always help me do a bit of digging or other stuff like that we're not like a normal work gardening crew that says you need to do this you're not having a break you're not on your phone we're just like a calm team when there's no there's no bad vibe in this team at all so we haven't got many women on here to be honest we've got one lady who's quite elderly we help her out because she's that she struggles because she's when she walks she's right behind us and and I'm there just to see if she's alright if you need any help. That's to be honest, all of us are like friendly to her. 
we have a few, maybe one or two, who are in a bit of a bad mood. We'll, I'm always there to if, talk to them and the leaders as well. And what do you get out of it personally, Luke? A lot of experience, really. I've learned quite a few different bits I've never done before, like hedge rowing. We've done some hedge rowing a few days ago, and it's like little steps at a time. So it's nice. It's nice to have some experience, meet a lot of new people and the public as well. Uh, my key worker got me a job for a Friday job. So For anyone who doesn't know, a key worker is a sign for people who have a disability come to our centre and they support with a person with, with, a, with a disability. I'm a like a gardener um, outside Godalmin for a state, uh, a state manager in Godalmin. So he's got all this land and he's got bees, he's got stables, he's got... It's not a full, well, it's not a full-time job. It, hopefully, I'll build up to that. But it's every Friday, 10 till 3. It's a little bit of money coming in. And we do lot, I do a lot of things from mowing, hedge cutting, strimming, uh, mulching. Um, What's that? Mulching is, I think, you know you've got all this compost and it goes down into like mud and other bits. You pull it round roses and beds and it tries to stop the flooding the plants. So the, pl- the plants won't get drenched. All right, Luke. Well, look, what are you, what are you doing this afternoon? If I flatten the path, you can hear the machine going off, the whacker plate going down. Then Thursday, we're going to finish it off. I think we've got more bags coming, finish it off. And hopefully the public can say, oh, this, part, this path's much better. No one can trip up or anything. I left Luke and his team to their work and tracked down someone from the Surrey Hill Society, Krista Emmett who is the volunteer coordinator. And what is the Surrey Hills? Is that a national park or...? So it's on similar par to a national park, but not as much funding and not as big, I suppose. It's an area of outstanding natural beauty, which is a bit of a mouthful. So we shorten it to AONB, but nobody really knows what that means. So it's actually in the process of um, becoming a national landscape rather than an AONB, because I think the idea is they want to make uh, the landscape for everyone so it's a national landscape everyone should be able to access it when it comes to surrey hills what's the defining feature is it hills oh that's a good question um yeah well we've got all the chalk downland um slopes and the north downs so that's quite a distinctive feature i would say of the surrey hills but there's lots of different habitats so there's heathland and then you've got like your woodlands so surrey is actually most one of the most wooded counties in the uk um hedgerows and then we've got like the water and ponds and rivers and things you have kind of species native to the area yeah, so that's actually a good point because we have a nature recovery strategy um, and in there is sort of 30 indicator species and there's about three or four or maybe five for each habitat type in the Surrey Hills and it's all about whether if that species is present then it's sort of indicative of a healthy habitat. So things like for hedgerow, for example, there's the brown hair streak butterfly for the chalk grass and the small blue butterfly and we don't have all of them currently so for example like the turtle dove or uh, water voles we don't have those 
yet but the idea is that with the conservation work like the Grove team are doing and everyone else in Surrey and the Surrey Hills like we might encourage those species so. So tell us how the Surrey Choices Growth team got involved with you in the Surrey Hills Society. So the Surrey Hills AOMB is always really keen to engage as many different groups as possible and so it was really the director of the AONB that heard about the growth team and sort of put us in touch. And the idea was to bring all these different groups together and try and get people working outside. And obviously the growth team already did that. Um, so it was sort of just marrying those two things together. And it also coincided very nicely with the Farming and Protected Landscapes grant that was made available from DEFRA. Um, which is shortened to FIPL, which isn't the best acronym, but it's what we call it. <laughs> so it's people, place, climate and nature or biodiversity. And any sort of project that ticks those boxes can be funded. So how it worked is the society actually applied and then we funded um, the growth team at Newlands Corner for one day a week to carry out conservation and access work. So they've been opening up the viewpoints there, removing the invasive scrub, um, trying to restore the chalk habitat. And also that takes the people element of, you know, trying to increase visibility of people with disabilities in the workplace and reducing that stigma. And I think they've had, because it is such a high profile site at Nuna's Corner and there are so many sort of dog walkers and, people go to the cafe it's been really nice and I, there's been such great feedback about you know how much better the view looks because there was so many brambles and it had really deteriorated and um yeah they're up there opening it all out for for the people but also for nature so hopefully some of those chalk sort of wildflower species and um grass will be able to come back now because they're not being choked out and then that will hopefully attract things like the small blue butterfly in time but it's been a great project and I think they've enjoyed being out there as well so that's what I hear yeah well, that's great yeah. and uh tell me about the lord I don't know how it works but that sounds like just uh, uh we have a lord and he he was very appreciative <laughs> of the work that was being done yeah yeah definitely so he was called Lord Benyon he is the parliamentary undersecretary of state at DEFRA um, so covers sort of all the agriculture and I think he's Minister for Landscapes um, as well. So he came to the Surrey Hills for a day to see what we're all about and what we've been doing. And one of those sort of, I guess, pit stops on his tour around the Surrey Hills was to come to Newlands Corner to visit the growth team and see them in action. Um, and I think he really enjoyed actually just talking to the guys and seeing, you know, seeing conservation in action and what they've been doing um and that was really nice for them I think to have that opportunity to speak to him as well so yeah, yeah. it shows a kind of like a genuine appreciation for the stuff that's being done doesn't it exactly yeah and he did he definitely wanted to talk to them and not us which is really nice because you know he can hear it directly from them and, and one of the issues is potentially like because of course we're the people in the growth team could come from all sorts of disability backgrounds do you find that um, the work that they're doing is kind of inclusive in a way or um, efforts are made to be inclusive so that as many people can participate as possible? Yeah. So, for example, the hedge planting, 
Um, I don't think everyone engaged as much with that as maybe the scrub clearance. Some of the guys prefer to do like the clearance with the machines and things. But I think there were a few individuals that really engaged with the hedge planting. And it was about sort of actually taking the time to teach them how to do it and go through it slowly and at their own pace. But I think it is a case of as we move forward, seeing what what activities work well for them and which activities maybe don't work so well, I guess. And as long as they're enjoying it, and that's, yeah, that's yeah. the most important thing, really. I think um, probably the last thing I need to know is just what's coming up. Yeah, sure. So the team have already done one day of tree popping at the Hampton Estate in Putnam, um, which is involving removing um, hawthorn from the chalk grassland. So they're going to go back there, I think, for a few more days. It's quite a large area, so it's going to take a bit of time. Um, And they're also going to be working on a new uh, permissive path um, through uh, a farm in Shackleford. So that is about creating um, some steps up quite a steep slope and that will increase access for the community. Um, so that is with Angus Stovold at Lidling Farm. Um, and he is creating this new permissive path, which the growth team are helping. Wait a minute, what's, the, what's a permissive path? It's a footpath, which isn't a public right of way, but oh, it's allowed to go over their land link up to public footpaths and the idea is that it will take people off the road which is currently quite dangerous because it's on a bend but path will help to divert well, people off i the wish road. there were more of those like back yeah. where i live we're in a kind of village town so it's urban but if you mm. want to walk to the like next village you can't do it without with without walking on the, the verges you know yeah so there's plenty of um farmland and stuff which you could yeah. find a little route through yeah i think so and it's um really good of angus to be wanting to do that and benefit mm-hmm. shackleford community and anyone that's using those footpaths so that's a really nice project for the growth team to be involved with and making it um <laughs> so it's quite steep at the moment the steps will really help especially oh, yeah. if it has been raining well okay keep up the good work really nice to talk to you yeah you too bye bye so, Adam, what do you think of the project? Yeah, it seems like a really good project. Well-funded, uh, is well-received by the locals. Surrey Hills is a beautiful part of the country, and the growth team are out there keeping it that way. They also make sure that they work to the needs that people in the team have, whether it, that's a disability or a special needs or even age-related. So it's really inclusive. And on a nice day, you couldn't find a better place to work than in the Surrey Hills. Yeah, yeah, I understand. It's a very nice part of the country, actually. Yeah, and do you know about the other things that the growth team do? No, I don't. Well, we'll find out hopefully in the future. Yeah, we will. But there's about like uh, 10, uh, 10 to 15 people from Surrey Choices and they go out there and they're, they're doing um, fixing the pathways, getting rid of the brambles and things like that, keeping everything looking really nice. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. I, I've heard of the growth team before, but I never got to know them. A lot of effort goes into making public places accessible and inclusive, but there are still many challenges for those with disabilities when going out and about. People love their independence, 
which is why we're dedicating a section of this podcast to finding the people, companies and organisations which are excelling at just this. It's time for Above and Beyond. My name is Chris, the person that goes above and beyond for me is Don Richards. I like Don very much. She's at the now. It's a part of the um Zoe Chorses. On a Tuesday morning, we were playing a bingo. And then on a Tuesday afternoon, we were doing um, karaoke. And also, um, she's got a, a purple hair. She's like <laughs> Lady Gaga. Well, she made me a coffee. Yeah. Uh, well, always on a uh, Wednesday, I'm going out doing that unbowling. Yeah, but... Uh, I want to go to um, bowling, and my final score was 122 points. And I, um, in the afternoon, I'm on prep with Dawn. Yeah, I like Dawn. Well done, Dawn. Thank you for going above and beyond. It's truly appreciated. If you're listening to this, I want to nominate a place in person that goes above and beyond. For you or someone you know, let us know. You can email us at choicesways at sorrychoices.com. We also have a Twitter and Facebook. Just search for Sorry Choices. Finally, to play us out, let's have a listen to what's been going on at Choices Waves in a house radio station at Sorry Choices. I hear something mysterious is flying around the town. Is that bird? Your attention, please. Presenting a new and exciting radio program featuring the thrilling adventures of an amazing and incredible personality faster than an airplane, more powerful than a locomotive, impervious to bullets, Superman, Choices Waves. Hey, hey, everyone, it's Dan with our Friday Entertainment Roundup. This is Territory on Sport. We are doing St. Patrick's Day songs. I hope you enjoy it. Our first song is Sting with Russians. I'm Natalie and I'm on Choices Way and listening to a radio station. We have got great songs to enjoy with your cup of tea. Hi, I'm Rebecca. Our next story is about Anton Day. They dressed up in drag for a Saturday night takeaway. Sorry, this is I hope I've said that right. Um, okay, let's try again. This is CJ Lander, the show today's Red Nose Day. It's a motivation show, exercise and fitness. It's a remake of the original West Side Story, but it's the first one which has characters of colour played by actors of colour. That's three Arsenal goals. Which one's your favourite? Oh, off them! <laughs> Alice in Wonderland, the fairy story of the 19th century. 
told by Choices Waves. Well, that'll be interesting. Good morning, and I'm DJ Fox. Okay, that's cool. Have you guessed that riddle yet? No, I give up. What's the answer? I haven't the slightest idea. Thank you for listening to me today. And I hope you listen to me next week. Bye. Thank you for tuning into our very first Sally Voices podcast. Did you enjoy the show? Would you like to be involved? We'd love to hear your feedback. So please get in touch at choicesways at sorrychoices.com. I've been your host, Martin Bell. And if you'd like to find out more about Sorry Choices and our vocational project, you can find us on our website, www.sorrychoices.com. A big thank you to our guests, Christo, Luke, and Krista. Take care. Bye for now.